I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. to the Rugby Pass podcast. This is the short ball with Scotty Stevenson and Mills Muliaina and we have our champion Millsy. Never in doubt. Never, never <laughs> one doubt. <laughs> it's, a, I, it's, a, you know, it's funny about that. Super Rugby final, the Crusaders up against the Lions. It was funny in the last um, last 20 minutes, which is where the Lions come to party. Yeah. I, I did have a sinking feeling that it was going to go all tits up for the Crusaders. They came home with a wet sail. Yeah, they, they certainly did. And I think just that eight-point buffer got the got the Crusaders home in the end. But, you know, credit to the to the Lions. They fought back well. They've just, you know, we've always sort of said their last, their best is always in the last sort of 20 minutes or so. But they certainly fought back hard. And it was looking like it was going to be a very, very close one. But, you know, the Crusaders played very well. And uh, as I said, that eight-point buffer probably got them home in the end. Well, plenty of talk about that today on the podcast. Uh, also, we're going to catch up with Crusaders coach Scotty Razor Ray Robertson. He'll join us from Christchurch over the phone. And also having a look ahead, too, to the All Blacks season coming up with the Rugby Championship. Blitters like Cup starts in just a couple of weeks' time. So we'll run our eye over that squad and maybe a couple of the hits and the misses in the All Blacks. Uh, before we get to Razor Ray Millsy, uh, Super Rugby has come in for a lot of criticism, especially over the last couple of years with the conference system. But when you think about that Crusaders win and then go all the way back to 2010, Mm. seven teams have now won Super Rugby in eight seasons. Wow. Now, that to me does not sound like a competition that is broken. No, no. I mean, it sounds pretty good when you, if you're thinking about the all-round success of it. You know, you, um, you know, teams every sort of year sort of having a decent, um, de- decent run. You know, the Lions, um, who predominantly uh, for for a number of years were the uh, the, the team at the bottom of the oh, table. Oh shit! Let's not. Yeah, let's yeah. not pull punches. Okay, they yeah, were terrible. Be, yeah, yeah. And and look where they are now. You know, so you know that stat that you just mentioned. You know, seven teams out of. Well, seven teams out of eight seasons have well, had one. Let's so. have a look at it. We've got the Bulls, we've got the Chiefs, we've got the Waratahs, we've got the Reds, uh, we've got the Hurricanes, we've got the Highlanders and the Crusaders. Mm. That is not a bad record in a competition that is very much maligned because of the draw more than anything else. But again, you know, even after that victory, people saying, well, the Crusaders had to win that because uh, that's justice for a, for a competition that's not working. I, I just don't buy that. 
the top two teams in the comp played in that final full stop. Oh, absolutely. And there's, there's always sort of that question, you know, the Lions haven't played any New Zealand team. Well, they well, did, didn't the semis. They dominated. Uh, and both teams, there's certainly no doubt in, in my eyes, it, but the two teams um, that were in the final deserve to be there. Now, there is a, a bit of question around the travel and things like that, mainly to the end of the season. But, you know, that's, that's obviously something that, that they need to look at and, and possibly go into, you know, a different format. But in, in, certainly from what you're saying, uh, it isn't really broken, is it really, when you, when you, when you think about it? I don't think it is. We're going to call Scotty Robertson now, who is still celebrating. I'm not entirely sure if he's breakdancing, but he's definitely still celebrating. The Crusaders arriving home Monday, New Zealand time, and uh, they'll be into their work still. I can guarantee you of that. Razor Ray's breakdancing is coming for a lot of talk over the last couple of days in rugby circles, uh, which has been wonderful to see because the thing about that breakdancing routine is he went from crazy legs straight into backspin. I know, he's at the bar. That's why he's not answering his phone. Well, got he's, a, at, a, he's at the bar. He's at the bar. We'll get back to him. They've got a parade soon, haven't they? Have they got a parade today? I think they've got a parade today, mate. I can't believe that. No? Parade where? In Christchurch. Where do they go in Christchurch? They'll get stopped at Roadworks. <laughs> You've been there lately. You've seen the state of that town. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's tough. <laughs> Who gets the bigger crowd, the uh, Super Rugby champions or the America's Cup champions? Oh, oh, that's a hard one. That's a hard one, Sumo. Jeepers. Oh, I'm going to leave that to you to answer, mate. I'm going to wait for Scotty Robertson to get back to us on the phone. I mean, this is poor form on the short ball when he's not answering. On a crucial day like this. Uh, we better talk about uh, the red card. Uh, Quagga Smith uh, sent off in that game. Uh, you said last week on the short ball, Millsy, that the TMO would make a difference in this game. I mean, he was certainly involved, but ultimately it was Yako Paper's call. And I would say to you that he was left with no choice. No, he definitely. Well, I mean, that was that was a fair call, and I think um, judging by the reaction of the the crowd as well, it was you know fairly fair. I think you know they've they've been you know really consistent in some ways with um, with with saying coming out early on in the season and saying, look, you've got to protect the guy in there. In the case of Smith. You know, he 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 wasn't really looking at the ball, so he had to actually stop. There was no way he could actually contest. So, you know, Yako didn't make a good good decision. Unfortunately, you know, it, it probably played a big part in, um, in in the way the Lions had to play the rest of the game. And you know, they're certainly one down in in, um, in their forward pack, which has predominantly been their strength. Um, and given it was so early in the game, it just gave the uh, you know the Crusaders a bit bit more momentum coming out of the second half. The way they started that game, the Crusaders, so crucial to get up in, in an environment like that, which is very hostile. Uh, we talked about the 60,000 fans who would be at Alice Park. I, I did write last week on Rugby Pass that that wouldn't worry the Crusaders, mm. but that was perhaps more hope than, uh, than fact. <laughs> I mean, you've played at Alice Park. What, what is it like when you run out in front of a crowd like that? Oh, it's, I was actually quite surprised, Sumo. The, the, the first couple of tries that the Crusaders scored, you know, when you're in a hostile environment like that and, and the crowd's giving you um, a bit of stick, you come out and the atmosphere is just electric. Those two tries they scored, it was as if the Crusaders were like, well, that's nothing. We're just going to go back to business. There was no high, big high fives. No, there was no right. sort of jubilation. Um, you know, Samani Valley when he scored that first try, I was thinking, okay, that's fair enough. They've just scored the first try. And then, you know, good who scores. And it was if kind of like, well, let's just go back to business and start again. The real emotion was probably when um, in the second half when, um, you know, Kieran Reid sort of scored that try under the post. So 
was I was um, I was actually quite impressed with the Crusaders, uh, I suppose, composure and thinking. Well, hey, this is only a start. Let's just go back to the drawing board and start again. You know, I agree with that. And the funny thing about that Kieran Reid try is the young boys in the team all came flying in. Uh, basically, it was a rugby frottage. Uh, <laughs> there wasn't a part of his body that wasn't touched <laughs> by someone else. He was the one who showed no emotion. Yeah. He knew that yeah. that was not enough. No. You had to get back and get into your work again. Yeah, absolutely. And it was. The young guys just start to show a little bit of emotion, giving them all, you know, one man up. Um, and, you know, Kieran Reid, the all, the all black captain, just, you know, stood back up and said, well, cheers, guys, for your high fives. We're back to, we're back to the halfway and we're going to start again. Yeah, I agree with that. I, look, the thing too about that game for me was the substitutions. Uh, we, we talk a lot about substitutions when teams bring on players, uh, if they're tactical or if they're reactionary in the game. There was a plan there, obviously, yeah. that you empty your tank for 40 minutes yeah. and then on comes the cavalry. The yeah. big change for me was Bryn Hall playing 40. When do you ever... Yeah. And any other team see a halfback dragged after 40 minutes, not because he's not performing, because you have made that decision pre-game. Yeah, absolutely. And it would have been a, an interesting question to ask Razor, actually. You know, did you actually say to your halfback, you know, you know Brent Hall, this week, all right, mate, I just want 40 out of you, two big 40s, and... Um, and then I'm going to bring on Drummond. And man, that played a massive part. Even um, you know Frank's coming off uh, early and right. Alatoa. Um, how, how big of a game did he play? His, well, his ball running. Do the last three games for Mike Alatoa have been the making of him as a player. Mm. Uh, he's been uh, used on the bench sparingly. Uh, he still built his minutes through the season, but this was not a guy they counted on week after week. Yeah. The last three weeks of footy for Mike Alatoa showed me exactly what he can do. That credit's got to go to Jace Ryan and the rest of the coaching staff to get this guy physically and mentally ready to play at that level. Oh, and, and mentally. I think mentally is the, the, the big one. For, for such a young guy in a key position, you're taking off a 100-plus you know, crusade and All Blacks is going to be a centurion at halftime and you're bringing Ala Alatoa in to say, well, and he wasn't just warming himself into the game. They were feeding him you know, the ball from right from the very beginning. He was you know, giving little wee short balls. Yeah. Defensively, you know, there's a there's a tackle there where he came out of the line and Mark Todd, uh, Mark Todd. Sorry, why, why do we keep, keep calling him Mark you Todd? You can call him Mark Todd. He's got charisma. No, so and, and, and Todd come, comes came out and and um and stole the ball. I mean, that's massive for a young man like that to be able to show, um, you know, the the mental strength to go out there and enjoy himself. We're still waiting to get hold of Scotty Razor Robertson, the Crusaders coach. He's about 17 deep by now, I think, in Christchurch, celebrating that victory still for the Crusaders. But we must move on while we try to rouse him from his stupor uh, to Matt Todd himself. Uh, the All Blacks have named their rugby championship team. And Matt Todd is not there. No. Matt Todd is not there. No. What? No. Yeah. Yeah. How is this possible? Well, it's, I mean, it'd be, it's interesting to make up. Obviously, you know, Artie Savier needs to be there. Um, you know, they're, they're looking, you know, Sam Kane's had a big part in it. So if you look at it, you know, you've got Jerome, uh, you've got the captain, Rito, and then you've, you've got, you know, Sam. I mean, it's the makeup of the bench, really. Do you go for an extra um, guy that's going to fetch the ball, which you've probably possibly got in Artie's game that he's sort of brought on, um, you know, from his running game or... Do you sort of um, look to, to Todd to actually start? And when you look at it, Todd against um, against Sam Kane, po possibly not. You know. Okay, I agree with that, Milsey. I agree with that. But this is the problem for Matt Todd. He's literally a booty call for the All Blacks. Yeah. Uh, they have to give him no love and affection, and they never do. Yeah. And yet, when they need him, 
They call him and he turns up. Turns up. He's yeah. the booty call seven <laughs> in international rugby. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, and given the way he played also in the in the last couple of weeks, how instrumental has he been on turnover ball defensively, um, and also on attack? And so you're right. He is. Basically, the the, the booty call of the All Black rugby. <laughs> he's the, he's the booty. Honestly, like you don't have to take him out to dinner. You don't have to ask him how he is. You just uh, really feel the need, and it's on the blower. Todd, come on over, and he comes over every time. Yeah, I'd say that's his whole All Black career. Yeah, I know. I'd say he'd be that. Number one sort of uh, redial call on uh, Steve Henson's uh, phone, right? He's on speed dial. dial, That is exactly where he's at. What does this mean for the Crusaders uh, as a team? Uh, And also, where does it put Todd Blackadder's reign in charge? Uh, The problem for Blackadder is he went to two finals, couldn't win it, never missed the semis, was always there or thereabouts, but never won a title. Is that the big black mark against Todd Blackadder? No, no, I don't think so. It's not a, it's not a black mark mark at all. And, and you know, in some cases, you know, New Zealand, you know, we're, we're very sort of, you know, we always looked at, you know, if, if you're not successful unless you win, you know, unless you win a title. And he's been there thereabouts. He's won a, few, a couple of titles um, as a coach. He's been always in the final. What does this do for the, the for the Crusaders team now? Well, it just adds a little bit of pressure come next year. So now all of a sudden, you know, raise his first sort of, um, you know, job as a coach. He's won it. He's got to back up, back it up again. But it's obviously something they'll they'll look look forward to. You know, when we talk about Razor, you know, he's been uh, in, instrumental in this. He's a fantastic coach. But the guys that he's got with him, you know, you got Brad Moore, you uh, you know Leon McDonald, you know Jace Ryan, yeah, those guys. Yeah, and you look at the way they played in the weekend. You know, the line out which we talked about, um, the lines. You know, they're gonna what they're gonna bring. How many times do we see uh, you know steals? You know, from from Sam Whitelock from. From um, Kieran Reed, you know, five meters out, you know, Reed got up there and, and stole, and, and that's you know, to have a good team behind you. I'm sure Razor would, would say the same thing. He's he's got a, a massive team behind him, and the, the one of the main reasons why they actually won the final. Well, that's right. We're going to try and give him another call, and uh, if he doesn't answer, then uh, he's dead to us. Uh, Scott <laughs> Razor Robertson, the Crusaders coach, here on the Short Ball, a Rugby Pass podcast. Mills Molina and Scotty Stevenson joining you today as we discuss that Crusaders victory and also have a look ahead to the All Black season upcoming. The team has been announced for the Rugby Championship. A couple of talking points in that. We've already covered one, which is Matt Todd. No place for him, despite, uh, well, putting in some legendary shifts again this season. Uh, Millsy covered that off, and I think it's understandable when you've got Savia and Kane. Sometimes in your rugby career, you're just unlucky with guys around you who yeah. are just that fraction better for what a coach requires. But, you know, I look through that All Black team, and I think that there is... Uh, there's plenty of substance to what they're trying to do. Uh, look at that. He's joined us now. We're one missed call deep, Razor Ray, but uh, we've got you on the line. And, uh, boy, what a uh, what a wild 72-hour ride it's been for you, old son. Oh, man, I tell you, <laughs> how good was that? Oh, how good <laughs> was uh, the whole event, the whole thing that's been euphoria. Yeah, look, uh, there were tears from you on Ellis Park, tears and uh, massive man hugs with... Uh, Muttley Ryan and Brad Moore and Leon McDonald, uh, some great, <laughs> great campaigners. Uh, look, well, just explain to us that feeling of being on the sideline when the boys kick the ball into touch. Oh, a bit of relief, to be fair, because they were coming home, weren't they? Yes. The, uh, the Lions boys of the attitude look, were fit. We know that. We're, uh, we had everyone on the bench doing what they had to be done and then they had 40 men and we still 
were still looking for oxygen or whatever was was left up there. Um, oh yeah, it's a little bit of relief. It was one of those weird feelings. The whole um, the whole setup, you know, getting out of the jungle and having a rumble and you, um, everything's against you. You couldn't you couldn't ask for more. Rose, can we talk about theming? You know, when we caught up, uh, did the podcast uh, back in May when you guys were up in uh, Fiji playing the Chiefs and, and we spent some time with you talking about your philosophies. Uh, did you theme the season for the boys? Was there an overarching theme that the guys bought into all season long? Oh, we did, but without giving it too much away because uh, it's pretty special to the group. But um, we ran a little bit of Me We, which is a famous uh, poem. Um, that Muhammad Ali used when he When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more that's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Went to, to Yale or Stanford, one of the big universities over in, in the States. Um, he st- someone said at the end of his um, speech, uh, give, us a, give us a poem, Ali, and he stood up and he said, me, we, and... and the whole place after a while stood up and started clapping and, uh, you know, it, it means more than just the, the, the two words and that's what we want us to be more than a ability just for, for me to give everything I possibly can and we, which is the whole group, the whole family, on and off the staff, um, you know, the, the new children. We've had about six babies this year already in our, in our group uh, and, and, the, and the we was all the parts that have passed before. So to reconnect and, and to chuck a bit of Ali in there and um, go to win the rumble in the jungle was uh, tied up nicely. Oh, nice, Razor. Well, well done, Razor. Congratulations on the season and the final, buddy. Um, you, 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 you talk about we and the rumble in the jungle, mate. Before the before the game during the week, was it a sort of a conscious sort of a decision made by the coaches and the team to actually buy into the fact um, you know you're going to change your halfbacks at um, at halftime? Um, yeah, I just want to go back a step, Millsy, and I just remember where I was last time on um, team talk, and well, I think you might have used the Hollanders. So I'm not going to get up on us. Yes. Anyway, so I was just taking me back, back to the halfback, Jeff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you look, Brent, Brent took a little bit of a whack in. Well, it's either going to be at the 40 minute mark or just after. Yeah. Uh, we just knew the, 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 the meters that were being running by the halfbacks, and they can bring on a little fifth marshal <laughs> to to. So, <laughs> so um, we knew, knew, knew the tempo of the game. We just did to keep, keep that rhythm going. That's why we went to the bench early to um, be as proactive as we could because we just knew that uh, if we had to chase them, I don't think we could. They had to chase us and, and we did hold on. So 
the dance of all our subs were, was quite premeditated. We tend not to do that, but we just knew from watching the Hurricanes the week before you had to. Did you, uh, am I alone, Rays, or whenever you see Fuff uh, de Klerk playing the game, do you just feel like throwing a stick at him? <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, you want to trip while he just runs everywhere, just all over the show, run backwards and forwards. I know, he's, he's like a terrier. He is, he is, and I'm he, good. He's, he's, um, I love those boys are shit, and I actually really felt for them um, for a little while. And then, <laughs> <laughs> just right initially when I when we walked on, then after that it just went up. I think, I think, well, I think we were the best team all year, um, and, and we showed it. And then in the final, uh, we, we took our opportunities, and that's what it's about. So, uh, just the way it is, look, we don't want to get into the draw and how it's structured and stuff. It's because it's changing because it needs to. So, and that's been done. It's been done about that, but. Just to give ourselves the opportunity to, to, to show us if we are the best uh, mm-hmm. over there. Is, it's, it's more than special. I think people look at it and hopefully this is the base from what everyone else thinks is uh, one of the better finals. Ray, I'm, I'm just going to ask a serious question then we can get back to being lighthearted. But uh, the red card uh, obviously had an impact for the Lions. Uh, there are going to be some who would suggest that this final will need an asterisk alongside it because you played against 14 men for 40 minutes. Do you subscribe to that point of view or is that just life and footy? Uh, yeah, really good question. I, I think, I, I'm not sure not, I think the answer is in, in the outcome, which was a, a red card. And mm. If it would have happened to us, someone would have done that, we would have got a red card. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And, and, and it's, so, as the context of a law, everyone knew it straight away. Yeah. It was a red card in your head, isn't it? So there's no doubt, no doubt. Just that they had to go upstairs and go through a process, and, and both the adjudicators came to the same outcome. So is it, a, is it right that there was one? No. Is it a shame? Yes. Um, we'd love to have gone 15 on 15, but um, those things uh, are, what, are what finals and mid-games are about. Ray, so tell us about uh, you know, another guy that was sort of really impressed and, and, and a young head on his, um, on his shoulders is, uh, you know, uh, Alala Tor. You know, the way he came on. Now, I don't know too much about how, how good his scrummaging and things are. It's not really part of my uh, forte. But his running game and his ability to, um, you know, make decisions under pressure, especially in the final, uh, the short ball and, and also his defence, um, you know, given um, you know, how, how much pressure there. Tell us about him, mate. He was fantastic in the weekend. Yeah, look, you're right. Uh, all those things you mentioned. Um, he's a big man and he can move. Um, good feet, obviously, his brother, Alan Alatoa. His parents love a vowel, I tell you that. <laughs> he, um, <laughs> um, he, he, he can play as well. But he's one of those props that, um, you know, tidies take four years to, to be at their best. And I reckon he's about a year, maybe two away. We've had him for a couple. And Josh Rowan's done a motion amazing job with him just technically but also mentally um, the biggest thing he needs just his confidence um, to be high um, he's a big Hadley B but then you get him on the field he's uh, an incredible incredible athlete he's just going to get better and better and he comes all, he's eligible for the All Blacks I think pretty much after this Mighty 10 for the Turbos so um, yeah he's one of the future mm. yep love him Ray, uh, speaking of the future, once again, your futuristic moves on show at Ellis Park. I mean, in a way, uh, probably good that you had the final on a hard deck because uh, you would have sunk into the AMI turf if you tried the crazy legs into backspin at home. Uh-uh. Yeah, no good. That would have been absolutely no good for 
for when they join T, they just <laughs> look at yeah, it's funny everyone says to you, you know, where it comes from and you do your moves and basically what just happens no practice, no nothing, just off you go. Just come just go back on instinct. That's all I go do. You sing it, I'll do it. And, and, and uh, oh look it's and say that in Jess too, look, it's a fun part of it all and the boys um yeah, they're climbing like climbing in behind it and mm. um I know it gets a little bit of your time, but I'm not a big fan of the social media and stuff, but uh, uh it's good people, you know, I, I just want to be myself like I always have and it's a part of it. Finally, from us, uh, Ray, we know that uh, you're not a man who's uh, easily satisfied. Uh, this just the beginning for you, mate? <laughs> yeah, oh, look, I'm going to say this lightly, man. We, we've got to be a squad next year. Um, we've assigned everyone. That we'd like to <laughs> you signed everyone? <laughs> everyone? <laughs> yeah, you know, that, we, that we wanted to resign out of the squad. Let me finish. <laughs> we haven't got Jordy back. But <laughs> not, not yet. Well, he, so we've got um, we've got we've got everyone we've resigned for for next year. They would would like to have resigned. Um, mm. So retention's just as important. Recruitment, as you know, um, so that gives us a consistency. All our leaders are there. They've come to an age where they're um, mate, they're all mature athletes, and 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 after winning one, it doesn't mean the result's going to be any less. It could be, I think, even more because um, the feeling we had, and that's what Crusaders teams have done before, gone gone three in a row, but. Get me here myself, but it starts to show how good you are if you can win it by two times. Raise rate, no more bubbles. Go and enjoy the rest of your celebrations. Plenty of bubbles, thanks, mate. Yeah, good <laughs> on you, Razor. Thank Scotty you. Robertson joining us on the short ball. Cheers, Ray. Uh, mate, it was a fantastic achievement from a first-year coach and, of course, became the first man to both uh, win a Super Rugby title as a player and as a coach. Uh, he's a real deal, man. He really is. And, uh, you know, all of those things that he speaks about, the fact that, you know, he's got a great coaching group around him, a team that buys into a theme uh, that is a we, not me organisation. You know, going back to the, the podcast we put together with him back in May, you know, that, that whole philosophy of turning up with energy and whinging up if there's a problem. Yeah. You know, and it's very simple. Uh, I mean, obviously, rugby's a complex game now in terms of all the moving parts and the science behind each phase of the game. But the philosophy around the team culture is a very simple one. And, you know, I, you know, I've said it time and time again this season. Every time I've been into that environment this year, you just walk away feeling totally energised by the players and the, and the staff. Yeah, you, you've often said that when you've been in their environment. It's... Um there's just something about it and, and I suppose when you look at Ray uh, and, and what he sort of and the way he speaks you know even now the way he speaks he's very open he doesn't sort of he don't seem like he's hiding anything away he answers um, you know, you know truth to as, as best as he can be mm. and I suppose that's a reflection of his, his whole sort of um, environment you know he's very open to the players if you want to whinge whinge up to him you know you're not going to he's not going to then drop you or anything like that's that it. so and then as you said you know Alala Toy spoke with his very last comment yeah I love him you know and so they've already signed the guys that they know and care about so it's a very sort of family uh, orientated sort of uh, environment and why wouldn't you want to be amongst that when you've got a guy such as uh, Razor Robinson that's, uh, that's sort of driving that a very different coach, and that's uh, Steve Hansen. You're on the Rugby Pass podcast. This is the short ball with Scotty and Mills. Uh, the All Blacks have been named for the Rugby Championship, uh, and and a couple of omissions here that have uh, got people wondering. Oh, we talked about Matt Todd a little bit earlier, but uh, I mean, I think that's just from more of a point of view that it's unlucky for Matt Todd, and, and there's a set of circumstances around that. Julian Savia gone out yeah. of the squad. Something's going on with Julian Savia. Uh, you know, there's no way that Wes Hurson is a better left winger than Julian Savia. Mm. And yet he's the guy prepared, preferred in the semi-final. 
There's no way that Julian Savier can get that bad in such a short space of time. He has scored tries with alarming regularity since the moment he put on a black jersey. What is going on with Julian Savier? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too sure. I think without reading too much into it, obviously, you know, Nihi Milnaskata comes back, Geordie, you know, it's the makeup. But I have been very surprised, you know, last year he came back not very good shape and look at the way he finished the season this year he's come back and you know not a word about how he's sort of come back he came back in magnificent shape right and now all of a sudden he's sort of out of the picture so you know what does a man have to do does he have to go back you know revert back to coming back out of shape well i mean it just there's something going on here that's not on field uh, i mean there is an issue behind the scenes here that we're not privy to but there has to be something going on in julian savia's life right now because he has not been picked because of form or he's not being non selected because of form there's got to be something yeah yeah and I think yeah, in the past you know when he hasn't sort of played well something sort of has happened in his personal life but um, it's hard to know I mean as you say we're not privy to what's sort of going on here he is no, there's no doubt he is a world class player we've got lots of world class players in there but you know when I look back at the Lions series also you know, he got an opportunity. He only made that one mistake, which possibly could have been a try. But apart sure. from that, you know, he didn't really make, you know, big big mistakes to sort of force him out. Again, I, you know, I'd like to, without going down sort of, you know, looking into little wee things, Sumo, I think, you know, it's probably the makeup. You know, you've got Geordie Barrett there, you, you know, Ben Smith. You bring Nihi Milner Scudder, you know, who's, who's we, we know what he can do. And so, yeah, perhaps it's... Yeah, are you, exci- are you excited about seeing oh, him back? I can't wait to see him back. But the last time I said I was excited, he got injured again. So I'm just hoping that he's sort of holds, holds together. And, and, I, hey, hey, <laughs> and I'm not saying the, 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 the muscle injuries or anything. They've been very unlucky. So I don't want to put a hoax on him. But I'm, I'm looking forward to him coming back and bringing his best again. Jack Goodhue not involved either in the rugby championship. Jack Goodhue is the greatest old-fashioned tackler in the game right now. Did you see the way he tackled on the weekend? Oh, mate. He was chopping guys down around the ankles. Chop- I have not seen midfielders tackle like that in 20 years. And, mate, and look at the opposition he was uh, had, had to go up against. So he's chopping midfielders, but he's also those big, big <laughs> suckers. <laughs> it is like watching a throwback rugby player watching Goodhue. It's amazing. Absolutely. I mean, he's been he's been another player that's, that's shone this year. One for me that I, that I think... You know, and it's unfortunate now that he hasn't sort of been picked because of the makeup that I was speaking about. It's probably David Harvey. I think, you know, he's had, um, he's, he's probably, you know, a, a contender for uh, Super Rugby Player of the Year. Agreed. But Agreed. Unfortunately, now that he hasn't been picked, you know, he, sometimes that people can forget how how good good of a year he's had. He's had a magnificent year, and he's probably another guy that I that I believe, um, you know, is very unlucky to miss out as well. Given this form. Okay, well, let, let's finish the podcast today with talking about that. Your Super Rugby Player of the Year. I, I think our nominees would have to be Brodie Retallick. Yeah. Damien McKenzie. Yes. David Harvey, Matt Todd. Mm-hmm. Ngani Laumapi. Yes. Yeah. How do you uh, reckon wow. about that form? Wow. Wow. You happy with that? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. Pick I'm, me a winner out of those five. Well, uh, I'm going to have to say Harvey. Uh, for the way he's played this year. Uh, when they, you know, and... The biggest bit for me was when they put him, you know, into the centres. You know, the, the the Crusaders struggled a little bit. He put him back to fullback, and all of a sudden they're functioning fine. Look at the way he played the weekend. The uh, the way he sort of, um, you know, instrumented his his back three, so they were catching the ball on the full. There was a kick that he that he, um, you know, well got from uh, Israel Dag. Israel Dag collected it on the full, gave it to him. You know, plugged the corner. Correct. All of a sudden, you're taking all that pressure off your forwards. But not just that, his his ability to be able to stay up on his feet when there's when there is a more to give his guys a chance to get back in. And so, when I'm when I pick when I pick David Havili, it's it's purely for the fact of his 
decision making under pressure and his, his ability to, to, to get himself out of trouble and also the, his all-round uh, all skill. He may not have the explosiveness of a Damian McKenzie or a Nehi Milner-Scudder, but... If but I, a bigger impact on the team itself. Oh, massive. And if I was to put someone like that in a, in a test match, that's who I'd want at the back. Someone that's safe and dependable. That's good from you, Mills. Yeah, you like that? No, I do, actually. Well, next week, of course, we're going to be previewing the Mitre 10 Cup. That launched uh, today in New Zealand time and uh, 14 teams in the Premiership and Championship. And, of course, the All Blacks season gets underway, the International Rugby Championship. The All Blacks will be taking on the Wallabies in the Blooders Low Cup. Yeah, we're going to get into that. And uh, hopefully joined by Sean Maloney out of Fox Sports uh, so we can really rub in the fact that the Wallabies have got no show. <laughs> it's been the short ball today with Mills and Scotty. Enjoy uh, the weekend off, really, in terms of footy in this part of the world. But we'll be back bigger than ever next week.